screwed. It was, Jillian realized, an obscene word. But it was the word that came to mind. Screwed. It had been, after all, an obscene act. She tried not to think about it. She was driving, floating actually, toward her new house, floating past the freshly butchered lawns dotted with the twisted golden butts that were the year's first fallen leaves, past the homes built low, and the swimming pools, and the camped hedges, and all the trappings that went into the unincorporated village of King's Neck. Screwed. The word kept coming back to Jillian Blake. Small wonder. For on that bright first Friday morning of October, Jillian had discovered through relatively traditional methods, specifically through the good offices of the Ace High Private Investigators Incorporated, that her husband had been spending his every weekday afternoon in an apartment leased by one Phyllis Samus, a 22-year-old Vassar graduate with stringy hair, gapped teeth, horn-rimmed glasses, and peculiarly upright breasts. Jillian Blake had paid the Ace High people $675, including expenses, to learn that William, or Billy, as he was known to the rest of the world, or at least that portion of the world described in certain circles as the Metropolitan Listening Area, had been leaving his office every afternoon at 2.45, taking a taxicab to the northeast corner of 7th Avenue and 23rd Street, walking a half block south, climbing two flights of stairs, and entering the apartment rented by Phyllis Samus, recently hired production assistant on the Billy and Jilly show. Now Jillian was floating slowly past the road signs, stop, and hidden driveway, and slow children, and yield, and stop again. Floating. It was this floating feeling that had drawn her to King's Neck in the first place. King's Neck, a boomerang of land twisting out from the mainland into the waters of Long Island Sound floating, floating toward the three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car house that was, as the man said, within easy commuting distance, 41 minutes, of Manhattan and within sight, nine miles through leaves, of the Connecticut shoreline. Screwed. It was not so much that William Blake had cheated on Jillian Blake, nor even that Billy had cheated on Jilly. In a sense, in a quite real sense, He had cheated on that portion of the world known as the Metropolitan Listening Area. For William Blake was half of the Billy and Jilly show, 50% of New York's Sweethearts of the Air, part of a radio team that five times a week dispensed a blend of controversy, information, and love. The show, so the announcer said every weekday morning at five seconds past nine, provided a frank and open look into the reality of marriage— in the crucible of modern living.